welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Nine Perfect Strangers. This is episode six in the mini-series entitled Mother Load, directed by Jonathan Levine, with a teleplay by Jonathan as well, and Jessica Scharzer. I gave this episode an 8.6 out of 10. It was really good. I just wish I cared as much for the Marconi drama. <laughs> I don't know why it is that I just do not connect with this family. But uh, I liked a lot of other things that were going on. There was a, even a comedic moment. And of course, that ending in the reveal, that was uh, definitely a nice hook right there. Because I did not expect that coming. And this is also why we need professionals. Because Masha herself is how we start in the episode hallucinating, eating cake, impulsively recalling a memory of a child eating cake, which I assumed was herself. She hears the sound and then spits out the cake. Francis wakes to a tiny Paul taunting her about getting played until she flushes his tiny ass down the toilet. Later, bitch! Get fucked! Lars is dreaming of the torment he suffered due to his bullying as a child for being gay. Masha just gets in his bed and this lack of privacy is unnerving. I don't care how everyone is going to try to explain away her actions because we already know some people can just get away with shit. But I'm really on Delilah's side here. And I'm talking from <laughs> a medical perspective and the fact that we are the brown and black people in this place and that woman has money. We do not. But just popping up in people's fucking rooms, predicting their past trauma through the way she's dosing them. She offers him his phone and a chance to document his experiences and others. Offers him some new ambition, like you taking people down. With the kiss, she says you can nurture, be a vehicle for growth. It feels like emotional manipulation because it's someone already having solicited a response due to already being dosed against their will. So this whole, oh, you can decide whether or not, it's all, it's kind of bullshit. He really ain't bothered, though, as I am by this unsolicited physicality. The next morning, Lars tells them how she is managing to read them from drug dosing. Francis arrives to very, to a very physically needy Carmel. What was that? You know, she seems like she is missing something in her life. And now I have my eyeballs on her that she might be actually psychotic and the one that's threatening her. Uh, Frances expresses her dream, which is shown as progress, all except noticeably Carmel, uh, when everyone is applauded on the progress that they're making. They are given a higher dose and told as much with fewer restrictions or a few more restrictions, and they are required to have a buddy system. Of course, there's the Marconis, the budding romance, Lars and Carmel. And then the other couple, Ben and Jessica. Carmel asked to speak to Masha privately and we learned some interesting information. Carmel is on psychotropics, 
which he did not disclose however the blood work revealed as much and masha had an affair with her husband she explains this led to her husband eventually finding the bimbo he's with now so carmo came here to study her in hopes of becoming her so that he would take her back and it's sad and it's really sad that she would be at this level of her own self-worth masha forgives her deception and apologizes that she wants her to heal seeing as her husband was a placeholder when she was a different person sleeping with married men for shits and giggles when she wasn't working and i think that actually probably hurt more this hugely significant thing that happened to her was absolutely nothing in retrospect to the other person however they hug it out and she tells her i would never hurt you you have to trust me and just take the medicine and i'm not sure if i believe this i'm not sure if masha is being duped or if carmel is being duped i can't i can't tell because she's like take the medicine but as it's pointed out she seems to be reacting not in the exact same way and i think it could be because and i think that was her concern like hey maybe something's wrong but maybe she is trying to hurt her because she knows that she's threatening her i don't know maybe they're playing a game that will still unfold itself they all listen to sounds made by one of the clerks the marconis are doing some yoga masha meets with delilah who's watching the marconis who thinks they are both wobbly when she asks masha asks how delilah is doing wondering why masha is pushing the protocol so fast faster than expected thinking maybe they drained are drained of money since the lawsuit but masha assures their finances are fine i wonder if that is something that is to be brought into play and only delilah is seeing it D admits to seeing her eat cake and Masha admits she was trying to connect with the girl inside of her. D thinks it's good to see that she is human and prone to temptation too. And also that I'm right to call you out for mistakes because you can make them. Napoleon pukes during yoga causing concern while Francis walks off into the forest with Tony encouraged to follow her. They really started playing some Rihanna when Tony found Francis and she is on cloud nine and blurts out, oh my God, he's going in, which he was to give her a kiss. But then he realized he hurts everything that he touches. But she says if he falls, she'll catch him. Not very well. And then they make out. Ship it like FedEx. Ship it. The Marconis go for a walk and play in bubbles. And this is how I want to be treated if I ever did do hallucinogens because i need to be in a safe place i've never tried him i've never wanted to try I, 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 yeah i don't know about my mind going somewhere i don't know <laughs> but on the other hand if i'm in a safe place i might be tempted zoe walks off alone tony asks if francis thinks about suicide because he's thought about it often but despite the reason why they were chosen and the fact that this is a fucked up situation they find themselves in they he realizes they're all desperate in a way for the kool-aid that homegirl is offering and thinks that he is much better and hasn't thought about that since he is grateful for what she and francis have given to him 
Carmel discloses her past with Masha to Lars while he records her. And she thinks Masha has given them family. She surmises she would be violent if she were to hallucinate her ex like Francis did. Jessica and Ben, the comedy relief. <laughs> Although it was horrifying, she saw her nose deteriorate in the mirror because clearly she has a lot of self she looks in the mirror like i'm fine i'm good she's obsessed with her looks to the point where it's unhealthy and she needs to understand she's beautiful and that you know a blemish ain't gonna ruin her life but his response was hysterical (laughs) like it's on your face i didn't steal it. it's on your face (laughs) and then masha comes in and then when she leaves she goes, hey, where did she come from? I don't know. The Marconi sees Zach. Heather is blaming herself as his asthma medication had a warning of suicide ideation. Heather loses it in a panic and collapses with Delilah and Yao there to help her. Delilah is clearly distressed, seeing Heather go into another plan- uh, panic attack with napoleon and zoe on the edge outside waiting to see if she's better even though zoe said she will be masha is intensely intrigued to know that they all hallucinated zach and that this blocked memory is the key to unlocking you know or confronting their particular pain apparently heather read the pamphlet but napoleon never did at the pool everyone is in even in their shoes having a good old time (laughs) just to be fucked up is great she's like i only gave y'all e they just needed a vacation that's what i feel like she bought ben and jessica here for a vacation but they also have a lot of money and i just realized that she might be broke i literally just had that fucking idea maybe that's why she's trying to get investors that would be a smart way to play it i just had that thought i feel like my i feel like that might be true because it's so like it fits (laughs) i'm patting myself on the back everyone is in the water but tony he's like she said no fucking water i'm not getting in the water they're like come on dude join us it's like no i'm not getting off my throne but of course, his boothang asks and he can't resist her. So he gets in the water and he's like, oh yeah, this did feel nice. Just then, Delilah comes out like, uh-uh, get out of the water. He's like, I told y'all. <laughs> I laughed so hard. <laughs> that part was funny. So she gets everyone out of the pool. It looks like Carmel is still jumpy. Lars takes her back to her room. She's like, I don't like when you touch me. What the fuck is wrong with Carmel? Napoleon thought he was to blame. He doesn't want to talk to his wife because now he thinks that possibly she was the blame and he and she allowed him to think that he was the blame and how this malignant thing can destroy marriages. Masha asks him what he wants. He wants to confront this whole thing. So she gathers the family and talks them into doing something that's even more dangerous taking more drugs so that they can confront the past trauma she assures she'll be there to guide them through it and that it is very rare to have them all see the same person zach 
and be able to interact with him. Now that I know where she's coming from, this feels personal and selfish on a different level, even though she's saying, I want to erase your pain. But I think she believes in erasing their pain, she'll be able to somehow confront her own, which I've already made my opinions known on Masha and her tactics. I do not approve. And it also hits home how much this is you need more responsible adults in this and not one guru who's got their own fucking problems. Delilah watches on in concern. I got my eyes on you. Carmel goes to speak with Francis. I love that chair though, for real. I could stay at this place <laughs> for a weekend. I would be so passed out on that freaking big ass chair with all them pillows. I want I just I need that in my life. She thinks her and Francis are alike. But Francis is like, look, everybody seems to be getting better, even me incrementally so. And you seem to be getting worse because you are ever more fixated on your ex. Delilah, hand in hand with Yao, is still very concerned about her pushing the Marconis for this next even more dangerous thing when one of them just had a mental breakdown. She doesn't think that it's going to work because it didn't last time, even though Yao is hopeful. She says, I don't want to be complicit in this and I don't want you to. I think we should leave. This is the end. His face said it all. He is too pussy bound. He, he, she saved him. He is too connected to her. He's not going to leave her. And that sucks because she really loves him. And I can tell that he really loves her. But he also is totally into Masha. <laughs> and I think that she's ready to walk away from that. But now he's the one caught up and can't do it. And then what's going to happen when he finds out that she and Delilah were screwing around? Masha's secret is revealed at the end of the episode. She's the one that lost the child. She was watching her daughter ride her bike and she went into traffic and got hit by a car that sucks it truly is tragic but it's no way to use the world as an experiment <laughs> because and i understand what they're trying to say that this is like the whole premise of the show is psychedelics and microdosing whatever it could be really useful to people with ptsd i completely am not against that premise whatsoever i think it is i think it's a clever way to introduce it i i don't even it's just i'm no it's fiction or yeah fiction so while i'm giving shit to the fact that masha's in control of all of this i know it's just a, you know it's part of the story but i'm saying in real life <laughs> i don't want no gurus popping up trying to uh actually emulate this shit because it's not responsible not if you ain't licensed and professional. And I'm not talking about no $2 license. I mean, you are actually a psychologist with years and years of experience because you are dealing with an extremely volatile situation. Because drugs and pain and trauma don't always, you know, go into the good direction. It can go into a negative one. And that's what it seems to be happening with Carmel. Carmel. So that is our episode for this week. If you want to send feedback for the next episode, blackercouch at gmail.com. 
or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and black or magic <laughs>